Welcome to the Ellie and Bex podcast. We'd like to thank all of you for listening. I mean, seriously, thank you. The Feel Good Podcast, Ellie and Bex, 91.9 CFM. Hello, podcasters. Uh, we come to you from split locations again today. I'm in yeah. the studio. Bex is at home. How are you feeling, bud? It's nothing more painful, Chaney, than being on the waterfront on a sunny day and you can't go outside and play with all your toys. Yeah, but at least you're on the waterfront, you know. Would it be more painful to be in a dark studio? You like Oh, it's a convenient time for your line to break up. You just turned into an absolute robot, which happens a few times in today's podcast, if I'm being honest. Uh, still robot. Robot, robot, robot. Enjoy the podcast. Bex drops out a few times, but apart from that, it's a bit of fun. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. I was going to talk about me reversing into a bush today. Um <laughs> Until about five minutes ago. I mean, we've still got hour and 45 <laughs> of the show to go. I'm sure we can find a spot for it. That's about the whole story. When a graph popped up on my phone that I thought I need to share with the audience. Yeah. I'm going to come right out and ask you the question, Bex. Yes, Do ma'am. you sit or stand to pee? Stand. You stand all the time? Yeah, unless I also need to do a number two, in which case I'll just sit down for the whole thing. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, well, this graph... <laughs> is basically showing us where in the world men are most likely to sit down to wee. And it turns uh-huh. out that in Germany they have a word for uh-huh. this, which I'm going to adopt and Yeah, shitting my down head. and pissing. No. no? <laughs> it is a sitzpinkler. So uh-huh. if you sit down Actually, to you pee, know what? you're a sitzpinkler. You know, it sounds like the head of like a brass band. Sitzpinkler <laughs> and his four-piece. <laughs> So it's now the nickname of my manhood too. By the way, anyone who's listening, please don't, please don't nickname. Honey, fancy a bit of Sitz Pinkler? It sounds like a a brand of Devon, you know. Like I'll get the Sitz. I'll get two hundred grams of the Sitz Pinkler thing. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Anyway, so turns out a German, uh, like a German spy, Sitz Pinkler. (laughs) Poirot's side man. Tuesdays, 006. Well, no. Sitz Pinkler is a man who sits down to pee. Now, um, the fact that the Germans invented that word mean that also they top the graph of the most. Well, if you've got a word for it. Exactly. And what is it if you stand up? Are you Stan's Tinkler or what? (laughs) No. So 40% of German men stand up to pee. Yeah. Australia has come Uh in at number five. With yes. 25% of men a quarter being sitzpinklers. You know, the truth of the matter is we should probably all sitzpinkler. Um, do you know, this is what I was, sorry, when I saw this, I was thinking that. Yeah. Why mm. don't you? It's Because we don't have to. It's kind of, you think of it this way, it's kind of like a video game for us. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know how how inconvenient it is for women, particularly like you're on a road trip or something and you're in the middle of nowhere, you can't just, you know... Get the hose go out, like, yeah. Go like a bloke can. It's a, I know the, the schematics of it are very different. So for us, it's kind of, you know, we've got that advantage so we have to use it, you know what I mean? But don't you want to take a load off your feet? Beg your pardon. That's why I completed the sentence. Are you speaking German again? No. Don't you want to like, because no. sometimes I just feel like having a little sit down. So I'll go sit down on the toilet, you do know, a little wee and right. be a sits pinkler. Okay. Every now and then, a sits pinkler can go wrong as well, you know. What happens? Well, because if you... How do I put this? It's ten past four. If, if you don't tuck properly, 
Oh. And then you turn the hose on, all of a sudden, your sits sprinkler. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the, the back of the door in the toilet no, cubicles no, getting a no one, showering. No one, no one wants that. No one wants to be a sit sprinkler. <laughs> okay. Are we done with okay. German gags? Are We're we done with German gags. Right. Interesting um, study. Mm. Oh. I've learned a lot. You should, any any other stats? Any stats on how you know often people are squats poplars? Oh, uh, in Mexico, Mexico came in last. Only six percent of the Mexican men are sits sits binkling. Okay, all right. Um, this Have has been, been our last show, and um, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Feel free to get break. involved in the conversation. You know, we've, you just give us a call any time. We got socials. I am the sort of sits binkler in Mexico. <laughs> Ellie and Bex. How brutal was the dumping? Is the area we're going to go into? Oh God, you it took you three months to get over it, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't dumped brutally. It was just, you know, sad circumstances. It was death by a thousand cuts, wasn't it? Really? <laughs> but I don't want to just talk about relationship yeah. dumpings. I oh, want to talk okay. about job dumpings as well. You know, oh. the end of any relationship, be it working, romantic, or otherwise. Five four five double one nine one nine. I had one recently where they just didn't call me. Um, yeah, that's uh, pretty stock standard, generally. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't want to go into details because it's um, still fresh and it's still very local, but uh, working professionally, as we do with a particular organisation, long-term plans, and then just no phone call. Ghosting is very 2023 way of yeah, doing things. Yeah, I tell you. Um, and I don't, you know me, I don't mind having an upfront conversation if I'm, if I'm not quite performing. But mm, <laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, <laughs> let's move on from that. It's happened to Yvette Darth, our health minister oh. in Queensland. Oh, um, no. Over the next that 24 hours or so, um, looks like Palaszczuk is doing a cabinet reshuffle, yep. right, where mm-hmm. a whole bunch of ministers are being sent into different positions. And Yvette Darth is going to be one of she's them. pushed. Yep. Why didn't she? I mean, I don't, do, I don't follow politics, but I figured she'd done an okay job. I mean, we She kind of got us through COVID, are, right? To a degree. I mean, it's... I mean, you know, that's in daft contrast to some other <sighs> parts of the country. I mean, she could be quite shocked by that, don't you think? Do you think the reason you got dropped from that job is because of your puns? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think uh, either way it was pretty daft disgraceful. Um, okay. And I think right. Yvette is going to have a long, hot daft tonight and needs to not blame herself for it. Well, look, she can't be too sad because it looks like she's going to be Attorney General. So I feel like that's kind of a a promotion in a way. But anyway, she was told of this news 20 minutes before a press conference, right? So she was due to face the press on a different issue. And Uh Anastasia, Anastasia, as we call her, Stasi, has pulled her aside and said, hey, just before you go on camera, um, you're You're not going to be required in this job. By the time you get off camera, you won't have a job. Yeah, exactly. Brutal, Stasi. Absolutely brutal. So... Um, we want to hear your stories. Maybe if Yvette's listening, then she'll be feeling a little bit better by the yeah, sunny well, coast. How was I underperforming? Her. Well, if you look at the wall, I've created this Darth for you. Okay. So you can... Have you been dumped in a brutal way? <clears throat> well, my story is for my mum. So her and my dad were together, like they got together at like 16, had me at 17. And then they were like 22 and one, they hadn't been fighting or anything. And one day they were doing the bills and my dad's like, oh, I can't do this anymore. And mum's like, yeah, let's have a break. You know, money's hard. And he's like, no, like, I want to break up. She's like, oh. oh. <laughs> and oh. after, yeah, being together for ages and, yeah, had a kid together. And he just decided while they were doing bills that um, that was yeah. the time to call it. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, judge a personal situation, but quality bloke. Well done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I don't. I don't want to lay the boot in, but 
I mean, I get it. Paying bills sucks, you know. It doesn't yeah. bring out the best in so any of us. So the Let's go to the phones. Deb's in Karamundi. Deb, surely you haven't been broken up with before? Oh, well, just once, Ellie. <laughs> Who is he? Oh. Who is he? I want his name. I want his number. Oh, uh, oh he's nobody important now. But um, so when not long after we both turned 18, he decided, you know, he wanted to go out and, you know, he discovered there's a whole new world of girls out there. So um, he ended the relationship. And that wasn't the most brutal part. Like, you know, I was devastated for about a week or so. But um, what was the most brutal part was he wouldn't let me come out for our mate's 18th, who was the last one of our friendship group to turn 18. And um, he wouldn't let me come along because I was going to cramp his style. That that hurt a lot. I'll tell you, um, now... I didn't know you back then, but we have gotten to know you now, some tick over 30 years later. What would happen if um, your husband tried to tell you where you could and couldn't go these (laughs) days? Um, yeah, well, you know, then we'd be planning the funeral, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. According to something that I've just read that's looking for the ideal look for a woman, the ideal body, the ideal face, mm-hmm. uh, they have suggested blonde hair, mm-hmm. short statured, mm-hmm. brown or blue eyes, eyes and olive toned skin. Is that right? <laughs> for the, Id- the ideal look, did which, you say? Which, not my ideal. My wife's five foot eleven, uh, brunette and gorgeous. Well, look, uh, I want to trample. You know. I want to trample all over the idea that there's an ideal body or face for anything. Yeah, okay? we'll deal with that first oh, yeah. and foremost. Jeez. First and foremost, for blokes, for women, for whatever else, mm-hmm. and for kids listening, mm. you're right just the way you are. You, okay, be you do you. you. Take that. You can take that from. Um, if you don't want to take that from Chaney, who was born gorgeous and. Um, slender. Are you kidding and me? I was the <laughs> most obese child on planet Earth. I've you shown take you pictures. It, take it from the chubby guy with cerebral palsy. Uh, this is actually from AI, Chaney. Um, and this is another... <sighs> I haven't been worried about the robots until now, but this is the sort of thing that's a bit disgusting. Well, it's sort of our own fault because the, the robots have uh, been asked uh, by a study uh, from an eating disorders clinic mm-hmm. uh, to generate what they believed was the ideal uh, male body and, and face and, and female body and face. So it's based on how long we as people have been hovering over images, what we've clicked and liked, that sort of thing. What? And predictably, the blokes who've come out have got an azillion pack, <laughs> a chiseled jaw. It looks like they all look like Henry Cavill if he had extra hair. And, and you know, um, but I, I do take, you know, something away from it because uh, when they're talking about the men, bias towards dark brown hair, brown eyes and olive skin. Hello. <laughs> I mean, apart from the body bit. I've long said this about you, bud. You are yeah. a supermodel, okay? I'm like a second-hand Mercedes, yeah. aren't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, apparently you're the man of a robot's dreams. So what but, more? Yeah. And, and apparently I'm the woman of a, a robot's dreams. So. But, I mean, you know, and good on the Bulimia Project for getting behind this and, and effectively shining a light on the fact that we all have unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. of not just ourselves but other people. Um, but, geez, just another thing, Chaney, that the bots are getting involved in. I mean, these photos, if you have a look at them, feel free to do so. If you do so with the kids, obviously, I'd, I'd advise people to, you know, supervise. Mm. Um, the blokes, are, they're all just, everyone's got an 11-pack. Mm-hmm. They, but they look like, apart from the fact that they've got ridiculous figures mm-hmm. that you nearly not have to eat and just spend every day at the gym, they all look like they could be 
an everyday person. If you said to me, this is my mate's uh, profile, he's a fitness instructor, I'd go, oh, wow, yeah, there he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's just built by a robot. Yeah, I know. Well, this is the problem with robots, right? They're being treated as humans. I get Fire really, up, Kenny. I get really up. Come angry. On. And now they're telling us what's hot and what's not. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, but to be fair, Oh, you just you just went all robotic. Oh. The robots are getting to you, <laughs> You and my wife were gas bagging this morning about your mutual interest in a show where people are nude and in the middle of nowhere. You put it like that, it sounds weird. Okay, it's a survival. Exactly it's a survivalist show, right? Called, and what's Naked, it called? And Af- Naked and Afraid. There you go. And it's there's nothing sexier about it or anything. It's literally no. survivalists. So they drop them in the Amazon or in Africa mm. or some. They're allowed to have one thing with them, right? Like yeah. someone takes a knife, someone might take something for water. You know. Oh, they get provided with a pot and a knife, I think, and then they can have one specialty item, and that's it. They don't have clothes. You so know. like they spend the nights being eaten alive by bugs, and they have to catch all their own food. It is great television. You know what I love about that show is at the start of everyone, there's usually a man and a woman that they put together and they don't know each other or whatever else and they're usually quite different. Mm. And usually one of the two is very much, you know, peace, love and mung beans and Mm -hmm. really like, you know, I'm not going to break this twig because it'll, you know, butterfly affect the entire ecosystem. And then the other person's like, I'm off to stab a pig or something, you know. (laughs) And anyhow... By the end of it, the person who didn't want to harm the ecosystem will eat whatever they can get their hands on, however it was cooked. A hundred percent, because it is brutal. And your wife and I both love it. I've never met anyone else who loves it, though. Can't find it on free-to-air. No, you have to go through some weird VPN stuff (laughs) to get it. (laughs) It's on the Discovery Channel, which we don't get in Australia. But if you're a true fan, you can find it. Spend many nights getting into this uh, obscure TV show. This is from the 90s. Uh, I'll play this grab first, Chaney and people. I'm Jim Kallstrom, former head of the FBI's New York office. Okay. Who's you don't Jim? know who Jim Kallstrom is. He is the host. He's the most deadpan host of uh, FBI files. And basically it's all those reenactments of things from bank robberies to terrorist plots to murders and those sorts of things. Everything that the FBI has been involved in. Yeah, that's cool. I love a good true crime. I think you're actually pretty cool for that, bud. That's not obscure at all. God. (laughs) You're high or something. What's happening? No, no, it's just when you're not here, I miss you. Absence makes the heart go fonder. Oh, this is crap. Five, four, five, (laughs) double one, nine, one, nine. There are plenty of obscure television shows out there. And we want you Mm. to call us and tell us your most obscure one. What are you obsessed with? Yeah, which one are you into? If you call and say Game of Thrones, uh uh. Yeah, get count. out. I'm not interested in people who like friends or whatever else. <laughs> Has to be obscure. Special points if it's foreign. Would sure blue would my obsession with blue healers count as being an obscure Nah, TV that's not show? obscure. That's no? not obscure. It's too mainstream, I reckon. It's pretty obscure to still be watching it in twenty twenty three though. <laughs> yeah, you've got issues. I mean look, that's just you've just got issues. It's got nothing to do with it. That's true. So let's go to the phones. Five four five double one nine one nine. The great Mel from Bly Bly is in. She's entered the chat. Hello, Mel. How you going? Hey, Mel. I've actually got two. Yeah. <laughs> but two. Um, one of them, they're both on Netflix, but um, Sex Life is one of them and Working Mums is hilarious. See, I agree with both those statements. I don't think Sex Life in particular, and that's the Gillian Anderson one, mm. I don't think that's obscure enough because that has had like a billion streams. Yeah, look, you're I'm not wrong. Try watching it on the aeroplane. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's your. I mean, to be fair, Mel, it's in the title. That's your own fault. Okay, you should have known. <laughs> yeah. Mel, Mel will give anything a crack, though. Good on oh, you, Mel. Working mums are a great show. Yeah. I love that. Um, all right, good on you, Mel. Thanks for kicking us off. Keep the calls coming, yes. Sunny Coast. Remember, we do have a double pass to USC Rip City. Up for grabs for them. And it has to be obscure. I mean, if you're sitting up watching Takeshi's Castle, I want to hear from you. What is Takeshi's Castle? Remember the Japanese game shows back in the day where they'd like do like random things that resulted in them getting injured and stuff? Like one thing they did was they put strapped binoculars to 20 people's heads and then they played soccer. Oh, that sounds great. Well, because you can't, you've got no depth of perception. Yeah. So people were just running into each other. We should do that as a stunt here. Conversation for another time. Do you know but, what my brother loves? What show my brother loves? Ice what? Road Truckers. Yeah. He's a private school PE teacher, has never probably sat, sat in a truck in his entire life, and yet he <laughs> loves Ice Road Truckers. People like stuff that, that that's not them. Like, I like watching all these, like, true crime and, and mafia documentaries and stuff because I'm probably, Not a murderer. You know, but I'm just a bit weak. <laughs> So, <laughs> fair. Well, I mean, that's not the reason why I love my Naked and Afraid Survivalist show. See, you're yeah. never nude. <laughs> yeah, there exactly. you go. I hate being nude and I hate camping. <laughs> there you go. See, totally. So, what obscure TV show are you into? What are you froth? There's no shame here. Open book on 545 Now, the prize double to one of the best nights you'll have at the Basketball Rip City this weekend. You'll be on our guest list. If you want to go, you've got to call now. Yeah, Liesl is in Maroochydore. Liesl, what's the obscure TV show that you're into? Hi there, it's actually my husband and he's into 28 Days Haunted. Oh, oh. tell me. I love the title. Oh, my I gosh. love the title. He's obsessed. he's obsessed with ghosts. He'll always look up things like ghosts on baby monitors on YouTube and things. And um, this one's where 28, where people go into these haunted houses and they apparently psychics and things and this creepy, creepy stuff happens. I had to stop watching it. I couldn't even be in the bedroom anymore. Oh, it was too freaky. <laughs> do you, so do you believe in ghosts? I don't know. I don't know. I, like, it's, it freaks me out. So maybe a little bit, but not really. But yes, I don't know. I'm so confused, but it's so scary. Why does he love it so much? Because he totally believes in them and he's had an experience in New Zealand once in this haunted hotel and he he really believes in them. <gasps> 28 Days Haunted. All right, I'm going to watch that tonight. I mean, maybe not tonight. I always tonight. wonder. I watch it in people say, oh, you know, they went away, you know, New Zealand, whatever, had a, an experience with ghosts. Was he drinking that night? <laughs> I know. I agree. I also, I need my own experience. But then you hear these stories from people and you see things on these shows and you think, how? How could they make this up? This yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll fair. tell you this. Uh, on uh, Google, it's got a overall rating from 140 ratings of 2.6 out of five, so... Interesting. It's not five Interesting. Love it. Thanks, oh, Liz. start it. Yeah. Go, go, get your husband to go on, give it five stars and get it up. I beg your pardon. Thanks, Liz. Okay, no, no, that's not what I meant. Ellie and Bex. It's only, what, about a week and a half, ten days, until mm-hmm. we launch the Sunny Coast Anthem. It's going to be that's to this right. song. It's going to be great. it's cover... Pretty much everywhere on the coast. There'll be a couple that miss out, just time constraints and whatever else. But about 15 different localities and what you guys, you know, what your hood's famous for. So we've covered stacks of different places. Uh, yesterday, um, we had a look at Kiwana, Meriden Plains. Mm-hmm. Today, what do we got changed? Karamandi, 
and Budrum. Okay, so what springs to mind when you hear those suburb names? Maybe you've lived there, maybe you've visited there. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're from another suburb and you want to throw shade. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Let me let me give you some Karamundi. Okay. Just a couple. Obviously, Lake Karamundi is a big one. Yeah. Look, I mean, that's definitely the front runner. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's the suburb where I accidentally stole Subway from, and then we had to go back and work there for a shift. True. True. And we had to they... pay. We definitely had to pay. Yeah. They made us pay as weird as anyhow. <laughs> um, the other uh, thing, if we turn our attention to Budrum, mm-hmm. Budrum for me, famous for having dodgy phone reception. Yep, all of our callers from Budrum. Every time someone calls to tell a great story from Budrum, we kind of like get tight sphincters because we're kind of like, oh, it's going to drop, <laughs> okay. it's going to drop at any moment. Speak for yourself if you're speaking about sphincters. Thank you very much. All right, I won't speak on behalf of your sphincter, Thank but I will you. say this. Budrum has dodgy phone reception. Also famous for being an enormous suburb. I mean, I tell you what, sometimes you, you can refuel three times and still be driving <laughs> in Budrum. You know what I mean? True, true. Famous, famous for having... Um, uh, jungle on either side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to people's houses in um, in uh, in Budrum and some of them, and it's like you're on set in, um, you know, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Yes, very rainforesty. Yep. That yes. was going to be one of mine, having been a Budrum resident for a year. Lots yeah. of wildlife in Budrum. Mozzies. Mozzies and snakes. And hills. And just generally, it just sounds coming from the bushes. I mean, it's great. It's good. You, you're one with nature. It's just blokes. <laughs> um, the hilliest suburb oh, on yes. the sunny coast. You cannot go for a walk in Budrum without losing your breath. Yep. Um, and I found the people of Budrum are all friends with their neighbours and have great street parties. There you go. That is a real Hang on, thing. that's BS, because your neighbour hated you. Except for my neighbour, who hated me and <laughs> called the, the cops that, on us. Yep. Yeah, and wrote a, <laughs> wrote a dissertation and put it in your letterbox. Yeah. Hey, so here's what we need from you guys. What do you want in the song? What's Budrum famous for? And what's Karamundi famous for? We know for a fact that over the journey of this show, we've been lucky enough to get thousands of calls from these areas. We know there are people listening right now who have a thing to say about either of those areas. If you don't, I'm literally going to write... That Budrum's a suburb where you can see poor people living, <laughs> people doing people doing it tough, and squillionaires. Okay. Well, that I'm actually gonna... was a comment that we got on the Facebook from Jackson. He said um, Budrum's being famous for being povo and glamorous at the same time. Yeah, I mean, people <laughs> just starting out or doing it rough, and then people who have a car for every day of the week. And whatever you think, all right, five four five double one nine one nine. Give us a bell, be part of history. While we take your calls, we also thought we'd make a few calls of our own, just calling random businesses in these suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so first cab off the rank, let's call um, Karamundi Mackers. Karamundi Mackers. Hello, our names are Ellie and Bex. We're calling from CFM, the radio Hello. station. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Very Bex. well. What's your name? My name's Talia. Hi, Talia. Hey, Talia, uh, we are calling because we're building a, you may have heard we're building a song, an anthem for Sunny Coast Suburbs, and today we need to find out what Karamundi is famous for, okay? So, you got any thoughts? Oh, um, give me five seconds. <laughs> okay. Get, get the whole <laughs> team involved seconds. if you want at Matthew's Karamundi. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be five seconds. No worries. Oh, she sounds like she's going to like ask her manager or you something. You know what? She's she's re- seriously regretting answering the phone now. <laughs> I know. But tell you, she's wanted a, to order ten cheeseburgers. What an asset to that com- company. Yeah, uh, friendly. You know? I like her. Now we'll get shot down by someone who says we have to speak to corporate head office or yeah. something <laughs> if we want to know what Karamundi's famous for. <laughs>
Hello. Um, hi, I'm back. Oh, great, great, great. What you got? Yeah. I'm thinking Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. She kept us on hold, Chaney, and then went bang. Although, for the record, for the record, it's clearly cheeseburgers. Okay? It's clearly, clearly cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers. <laughs> Talia. I'm, I'm a cheeseburger Talia. fan, but yeah, oh. the customers are the Big Mac fans. <laughs> can, I, can I just say, Chaney, Chaney did we, how old are you, Talia, if you don't mind my asking? I'm 18. 18. Chaney, have we found your long-lost daughter? Quite possible. Whoa, daughter. Well, younger <laughs> sister. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, quite possibly, Tiles. You and I sound like we are birds of a feather. Just want to check one thing before we go, Talia. Have you ever had an espresso martini? No. Oh, she's 18. It's okay. No, I'm not a coffee fan. Uh, oh, there you go. Nor not your kid. I, nor was I until I was about 26, Tiles. So not you your got kid. A time, okay? <laughs> Thank you, beautiful. That's so good. Have a great day. All right, Beck. Sonia and her kids have called through. They live in Tanawa. Hey um, but what do you think Budrum's famous for, Sonia? Uh, getting stuck at school during the floods and being unable to reach them as a parent, it was, uh, it was, a, it was quite terrifying, but uh, also quite funny at the same time. Did you, uh, what, did you go through all the emotions of like, oh my God, my children, to then, oh, I can just do whatever I want. Yeah, here. pour yourself a glass I, of wine. You've I done your wine job. In the fridge. Uh, it was it was such a journey. We drove up Crosby Hill on one side, got stuck, came back, went another way, got stuck, went a third way, and we eventually got there. And then we got to the top, and we couldn't get back home to our house. So my <gasps> my child slept in the car, and it was yeah, it was quite a quite an expedition. Oh, memories! So yeah, <laughs> Lisa's not like Bly Bly, where there's one way in and one way out, and it definitely floods. Yeah, all true. The time. <laughs> oh well, I'm glad you got your kids yeah. back safe and sound, Sonia. Yeah, cheers, and there you son. go, a famous memory for you. Thanks for getting involved. <laughs> No problem. Thank you. We knew this lady would call Deb tell you what, from I had Karamundi. A, I had a thousand dollars on this at a dollar and one. <laughs> Deb, what's Karamundi famous for? Apart from you, of course. Deb from Karamundi, of course. Um, look, no, in all seriousness, I think what I love the most about Karamundi is you know that you've got the lake and the ocean. So mm-hmm. as a um, yeah. surfer and a supper. Um, you can surf and sup in the same place where the lake that, meets brilliance. the ocean. Yes. That is brilliance. And, you know, that to me is a visual in that for the film clip. There's, you know, just... Yeah, just that, mar- that's some good imagery. And if you, need, if you need a model for the film clip, I'm quite happy to... Um, <laughs> Give up my time for free. Of course you are. Of course. <laughs> we knew that anyhow. Um, oh, thanks. Good on you, Deb. That's a lot. Good hey, just quietly, mm-hmm. um, while we're talking Budrum, remiss of us, may he rest in peace, Pete the Waving Man. He would have got a oh, shout in any 100%. other year. 100%. So um, true. What a, what a superstar and unfortunately left this world um, last year. Hey, um, keep your suggestions coming, Sunny Coast, on our socials. You can hit us up there and tell us what your suburb is famous for. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM.